0: Hello everybody, welcome to another Overflow Podcast. My name is Julian and I'm with my wife, Kim, and we're so glad you guys are joining us again. We really do not take it lightly. And I want to say right now that I am really excited for this podcast that we're about to put out.
1: So excited.
0: These are some of our closest and dearest friends. Um, It is the FAR fans. They are missionaries to the country of Mexico. Mm. Ooh. They have been there for, I think, a year and a half now, I think they said. Um, they are doing a great job. This weekend, uh, we went down there and we did a kids' church with them. It was a lot of fun. Two got the Holy Ghost.
1: Two yeah. adults, which is actually really cool. Yeah,
0: really cool. <laughs> uh, it, it was our first time as a family in Mexico. so mm-hmm. that or, was using
1: in the, <laughs> yeah, or
0: using a passport. Yeah, or using a passport going out of the country. And it was a lot of fun. Um, we had a great time. Uh, we drove from where we live in Rialto to Ensenada. It's about a four hour drive. Um, it wasn't too bad coming back, though. Oh, that border coming back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was an experience, but you know what? You're fed and entertained. You know, That's our, what I'm going to say.
0: Our, our kids, though, they had a blast. They had so much fun. They coming back trying to say anything they can in spanish (laughs) but you know what we it was such a blessing we were blessed they were blessed um
1: yeah i'm excited about this one to talk about it to see where they came from and then just where they are now and their work that they're doing out there in mexico
0: you guys will be blessed you guys will be encouraged by them because it is three of them Mm -hmm. so obviously the far fans their son and one more on the way way. so they are doing it (laughs) well growing a family at the same time which is the best time to do it Mm -hmm. doing the work of god and um, just get diving in being involved raising a family that knows nothing but kingdom work that's what it's all about Mm -hmm. so i want you guys to enjoy today today's podcast and i hope you guys are blessed and again Welcome to to The uh, the overflow. Overflow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Overflow podcast. Today, we are super excited. I have been working on this podcast for a minute, and it's finally happening today. We are sitting here with some of our dearest friends, um, the FAR fans. We are actually in the country of Mexico. I've never been to Mexico before. This is our first time. Yeah. And the FAR fans were nice enough to help uh, lead us in and give us a nice little tour and keep us safe. (laughs) And give us all the
1: candy. Yes, they (laughs) showed us where the
0: candy was. We were having a great time. My first ordering of food was quite interesting. It was uh, pretty uh, funny to be on the other side of the translation barrier because they didn't understand what I was saying. And they were trying. And I was trying to... I'm looking at Ruben like help me <laughs> but it was a lot of fun so but we really do we love this family and i believe that you guys would be blessed by this podcast today so if you guys don't mind for the i'll have you go first go ahead and introduce yourself hello everybody my name is
2: um ruben farfan i'm a current missionary to mexico and my wife is here with us too her name is jerica farfan and we have a, a son named malachi farfan and a little boy on the wing
0: a little boy on the way. We're excited for that. December, right? Yes, sir. December. We're excited. And Jerica, go ahead and introduce yourself.
3: Hi, I'm Jerrica Farfin. I'm uh, the wife of Ruby <laughs> <Yeah>. Farfin. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, and we, as my husband said, we are um, newly missionaries in Ensenada, Mexico.
0: And she's seven months pregnant. And yes.
1: <laughs> so thank you. In the is, work of God and pregnant. I know. She <laughs> Man, that's
0: that's carrying a lot. So <laughs>
1: Literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. We have known, as I said, dearest friends of us. Um, we do. A, we love when the park come over to our home. We love being in their home here in Mexico. It is a lot of fun. Uh, we have known the Fire Friends for a minute now. Yeah. So I have known Ruben since the young youth days. <laughs> so you, when did you start coming to Inland Lighthouse Church? Um, my very first
2: time coming to Inland Lighthouse Church was actually the crusade we had. The tent crusade? The tent crusade oh, Wow. with Cody Marks in, uh, it was January um, 2007. That's that was right. my very first time. Coming to Inland House Church wow. in Rialto.
0: That's crazy. So the time we come to Rialto is like the only time it's ever snowed in Rialto, too. <laughs> I, I believe so. I believe, cool. I remember being very, very cold at, well, remember, that night. It, remember, we prayed for every weather for the Tech Crusade but snow. And the only thing that happened is it snowed during the Tech Crusade. We're like, I remember Bishop was like, it, it, he looked outside and was like, God, you have a real sense of humor. <laughs> like, really, snow. Um, but yeah wow that's a long time so we, we've known each other for quite some time because i was going to that church i was at that ten crusade it was a lot of fun uh great time uh, we had you know that's actually a landmark for a lot of our friends keith got the holy ghost thing carmelo uh was like super involved. i think he just got saved around that time i don't think he got it. i think he got it right before the Ten Crusade. but that's really really cool um but we, even as a, me and Kim, as a couple, you've been there through the whole <laughs> thing, too. <laughs> you we know, so. was
1: there the first time we ever hung out in a group.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it was after, was it a Wednesday night service? It was a
1: Wednesday night service, yeah. And we
0: went to Buffalo Wild Wings on a Wednesday, after Wednesday night service. Yeah. So random. So weird. Of all places to go. I don't even go there now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we went with a group of youth, and uh, we had a great time in a way of that uh, that's when I met Kim so I had a great time. <laughs> so and then uh, Ruben though he was there and you know so it's kind of like been with us since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and Me so, and
1: Ruben actually knew each other before he was in Rialto. We're both from the Apostolic Assembly originally. Yeah. And we kind of just hung around the same group. So it goes even further back which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know we knew Pablo mm-hmm. and you know and he used to call you mom
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he
0: used to call I know. Mom. he used to say I would mom him yeah kind of so funny. funny he should mom him it's <laughs> so funny though we love Pablo so but um, and then Jerica, when did you start coming or when did you come to Rialto with your family 2011
1: 2011 that and makes sense because we were yep. engaged yep
0: were engaged mm-hmm. and uh so you start coming in 2011 with your dad and all the whole clan and that's how we met jerica
1: yeah because she was li- they were living at the church um i feel like everyone's always at the church <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> whoever's there everyone's kind of just always there anyways um mm-hmm. but yeah that's how we met jerica she was very quiet kept to herself and then you get to know her, and then she's not so quiet, and not <laughs> that she's scared. Well,
0: Jerrica, you just got to give her a cup of coffee or two. And they're all happy. And, and some maybe. candy. And some candy. Yes. <laughs> Put me on a sugar high. Yes. Mm. So, but, it, they, but honestly, you guys have been a blessing to me and Kim for a long time.
1: But that's how we met. Yeah, but how Jerrica.
0: You, you know what? It was,
1: but how
2: did, how did you two? Meet? Yeah, how did you guys meet? <laughs> um, I guess it was basically doing the work of God. Doing the work <laughs> of God. Amen. <laughs> um, hey someone could make it think as a very something very simple, but I was actually in charge or um, given the responsibility. Let's just say it that way um, to be locking up the church. So I did lock up the church for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. So in 2011, when um, she uh, ended up coming to our church with the Trader family, um, during that time, I did notice them, Um, I did notice her. Um, Then with time, um, there was a youth event we had in 2011, in December 2011, it was, like, it was basically called like an old Pentecostal youth event or Christmas event. And at that time, I really didn't go up to her to go talk to her because <laughs> to be honest, I thought she was much younger. Um, you know, let's just put it that way. Um, and who introduced us was actually my youth leader at that time. <laughs> and that was Sister Laura Barrier. She was the one that basically called me over and say, Hey, you know, Ruben, I want you to meet somebody. And so I met her. And ever since then, well, I was more encouraged to go lock, <laughs> up, the- go lock up the church. <laughs> So I was really, really more responsible having having that responsibility and so forth. I mean, though, taking it
1: very seriously. You know, so, um, Lumen,
2: you've already
0: been here. Why are you locking up again? Yeah, I had, a, had got to got a left just left basically double check that the
2: church was double locked. <laughs> <laughs> Triple check. <laughs> Triple check and so forth. So that was basically the beginning of locking up the church and oh, but most of all, so too, meeting my future wife. And I remember a couple of times she would be... Um, in the fellowship hall, um, playing the piano,
3: picking uh, up. or picking up the <laughs> piano,
2: um, and that was
0: basically the beginning.
2: And yeah, that's, so cool. that's
0: cool, that's good. I mean, meeting each other doing the work of God gets no better than that. I know, <laughs> so, I know. And then, Jericho do you remember this? Yes, I
3: actually. <laughs> spotted him during the skit and thought that he was a youth leader <laughs> <laughs> or something. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't be spotting him. And uh, ignored, ignored the um, urge to pay attention <laughs> to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Sister Laura uh, introduced us after the
0: event so did Sister Laura have like a hint to meet, introduce like how did that happen honestly I have no clue we'll she just stopped the bird and like I need to introduce these two so. honestly it was, was a god thing a in that thing. moment
3: yeah cause and, we weren't really like just communicating with each other you know moments.
1: making googly eyes at each other that's a lot <laughs> oh, awesome. and, okay.
2: <laughs> and honestly we weren't and it just I don't know where I think we were just like, you know, taking pictures with the young people myself, mm-hmm. and then she just called me over. I want I, you to oh, meet somebody. Wow, and yeah, and then it was funny because she introduced us, and then she just walked away. <laughs> so we we're like, so you're a missionary? You're like God's hand, just like all right, You never know. God, God is your <laughs>
0: turn now. <laughs> so uh, that's
3: hilarious.
0: That's really funny. So I mean, that's really cool though. Um, now, question. Now, people ask us this question, so I'm gonna ask you guys: Was it love at first sight, or did it take time? For me and Kim, for Kim's answer, it's love at first sight. For mine, I thought she was cute. It took time. <laughs> I that's just the honest answer. Not that I didn't love her, like you know, eventually I did, but it wasn't like this, like crazy, like oh my word, you know. <laughs> that's what she prayed for, though. So. I can say that that was an answer her on her part
1: it was so that's what she wanted <laughs> I guess for
3: m- me it was uh, more like love it first shake <laughs> handshake as uh, soon as I knew that you know you know I always he try had to a tell a very him, manly you know, handshake.
0: So I yeah. always try to tell you guys your handshake says everything about you so I want to remember this <laughs> yeah more so, confirmation yeah you
1: yeah,
0: know there's this young boy that sometimes he'll shake my hand and his thumb will somehow be tucked into it I'm like, this makes no sense right now. I like, need to shake my hand correctly. Like, lock the thumbs. And I'm like, i like, you know, like, this says everything right now. So I'm gonna. Handshaking I'm gonna, 101. Handshaking. Come next. Yeah, no,
1: no.
0: Yes. Ruben?
2: Um, I guess I would probably have to say it was more with time. Um, not that it wasn't. Um, love at first sight. But also, it was just simply, I wasn't sure how old she was. <laughs> and second, she was a missionary's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I always mentioned that I was never really looking into dating uh, long distance. Because mm. that would either, either make you stronger in your relationship or it would break you. Mm. Yeah. Um, and on this relationship, yes, it we did yeah. date. As long as the relationship. The first year she was here. Mm-hmm. Um, she yeah, had they a bit, went back to they, Russia. they had to go back. She had to go back to Arkansas for some time and then from there to Russia. So for a whole year I did not see her in person. It was only through texting, um, I think, um, obviously like FaceTime or something like that. And it was very difficult because it wasn't no three hour difference. It was a full day difference. So mm-hmm. if it was nighttime, you know, out here in the in the States or um California, um over there would be um what I nighttime, right? If it, yeah. yeah. it was nighttime in California. If it was nighttime it was in was California, nighttime. <laughs> it was daytime out there and yeah. vice versa. So yeah it was it was very, very difficult to try to fit just even 30 minutes to be able to
0: just talk and catch yeah. up. Well, the reason why I like to ask couples, like how how was that first impression? Did you guys fall in love at first sight? Did you guys have been married now? be 10 years in March. It would actually be nine years in March. Mm-hmm. It will be nine years in March, okay. Yes. How long have you guys been dating together all together? Are you guys like nine, okay, uh, nine years, m- Coming up together, I think it was two years before you guys got married. Yeah, we so did. We did years. it. We did it for about okay. exactly about almost two yeah. years. Okay, so what well, we're dealing with some time that you guys have been together now, but a lot of young people now think that when they find that other person, it's going to be like fireworks, and <laughs> she's going to walk in, it's going to be like my jaw's going to hit the floor, and it's not like we we obviously we were attracted to each other. Like I, I saw Kim, like I thought she was very pretty, but I wasn't like a Oh, like, you know, like some crazy like moment where like, you know, the doves flew around her as she walked in, you know, like, and so my but, point but is, is that that, now, so I think it's that now when she walks in now it's different, you know, <laughs> but my, my point is like, some people think like, Oh, like man, I want that. I want a, someone who's like willing to do ministry with me and all this stuff. But man, I just can't find that one because I'm not falling in. Like, it's just not this girl yet. It's like, no relationship you still got to work on it yeah. like that that year of being gone like that was some work on your part, yeah, it, was, at this part. it was tough you know that to be able to carve out that time out of your day to talk to each other and like the 30 minutes and so like my point is, is just like for young people that are looking for that significant other don't think it has to be some crazy moment when you meet each other it may be someone that you think is cute and they're kind of cool, and you want to get to know them, you know? <laughs> okay. and, then, and then before you know, it's like, oh, man, like, we really click. Oh, man, I think I love her. Hold <laughs> oh, my word, I'm crying. I do love her, you know? Like, like yes. you know, things like that. And then, yes. and then you know, and vice versa. So, I do have
3: a crazy kind of testimony concerning that whenever uh, – it doesn't always happen that way. But when we first arrived to the church uh, – we were all huddled in our van, and we pulled into the parking lot. And I think, like, if I've ever heard an audible voice, I heard it, and when we pulled into the parking lot, I felt that God told me, like, this is going to be your home church, and you're gonna end up finding uh, your spouse here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it doesn't always happen that way, right? But.
0: Uh, but even that, he didn't tell you who. You still had to do the work. You had to figure yes, out. You I know, still you had, had to scope. I didn't
3: even scope. Like I just said, okay, God, you know, if that's yeah. if that's the way it's gonna be, then yes. we'll meet somehow. And. Mm-hmm. I mean let it happen
0: and you just let it happen you Mm -hmm. didn't force it you know you didn't walk around with a sign on your shirt that said God said I'm gonna (laughs) meet someone here is it you is it you is it you you know (laughs) like you know you just let God unfold the rose He he did it and it's timing and it's done just right so but you guys you know it's been beautiful I mean you guys the long distance relationship I mean I remember when you guys were going through that oh man that's so crazy and it was like yeah I talked to her for 10, 15 minutes. And me and Kim, like, so, you know, you guys started dating in 2011. We're married now. We got married in 2012. Mm-hmm. And we're probably just like, we can't even imagine trying to do a long-distance relationship. Like, like man, no. we were went crazy. So yeah. that's actually, Kim didn't want that either. You know, she didn't want a long-distance relationship, you know. And I, I mean, I don't think I wanted one, you know. But I, obviously, I didn't get one. I mean, but, and I, you know, and I was happy with what we had. And I don't think I would have worked with one either because I... I mean, it's crazy, but I hated the fact that I live like 40 minutes away from him. So, what I did, this is like, I don't think we're even dating yet. We're, no, we must have just started dating. I, because I want her to come see me like so often, and like, cause it costs gas money, I put her on my bank account so she could have a debit card <laughs> with my name so she could So just,
1: we talk about this now? Yes, we're like we're just what were dating? You thinking. Like Ooh. we started dating for like a month.
0: Yes. <laughs> I took her to the bank, put i put her on my bank account so that I could give her gas money. So she has my bank info. Hey, you can have gas money, you can come see me. You know, and and like whatever there was like i so we would have not i
1: involved. did work okay she did, i did work but i, I wanted did. to give her gas
0: money so i wanted <laughs> like we didn't have venmo back then you know, <laughs> like, you know it was like so i it on my bank account i look back i'm like oh my word if aiden wants to do that i'll be like aiden you're crazy kim could have gone nuts and stole and cleared out my bank account i mean the whole 30 bucks that was in it who cares but you know and she could have like ran off with everything Anyway. I
1: think I was just excited to see him so it didn't even cross my mind <laughs> yeah, we, honestly I don't think
0: we really thought about how crazy that was until like we were like years probably like married. five years married and we yes. like I can't believe I did that yeah, I was
1: like, <laughs> that's, that's crazy, kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know me yeah,
0: I, know. I mean imagine even like if one of our girls come up like, hey, this guy's putting put me on my bank account. I will go to that guy and be like, hey, I need to oh, talk man. to your parents right now. You can put my daughter <laughs> on your bank account. You like, no, no, no. Anyway. Except um, it
1: would be different. They'd be like, oh buy Starbucks every day.
0: <laughs> but anyway, but that you know, obviously your guys' relationship, you know, going through all that is pretty crazy. You living in a missionary home in Russia. I mean <laughs> How how was it like to live in Russia? I mean, I let alone you know, in a missionary home.
3: How oh, was well, it? all cold, <laughs> <yes. laughs> cold well, all the time. Actually, the times that I would go, I would only go there for like three months uh, on and off throughout the years. Okay, and I I went three different times for three months at a time. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes. yes. Um, and it was always during like the summer oh, <laughs> nice. or I think there was one time that we went during the fall ish and it was cold but it wasn't like freezing. yeah you
0: know because this is our first time in Mexico so this is actually my first time out of the country <laughs> and I was like it's kind of intimidating even though it's just Mexico it's only like yeah. and I honestly thought like how intimidating must have been for you to be in Russia and you're not just I mean you're talking communism you're talking a whole bunch of different society. You're talking different language, like
3: yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, for me, I didn't really pay attention to any of that. I was just like, yay, we're traveling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're
0: probably just like, where's <laughs> Ruben? I need him.
3: Yeah, uh, but um, yeah. So my, I didn't really worry about anything like that. I was actually up for like just the adventure. Uh, And I was so used to traveling, like, state to state and stuff like that through evangelism and stuff. I just took it as another trip. Right. Um, But there was, like, huge culture shock, of course, when you go over there. It's um, people's demeanor, attitudes, uh, personalities are totally different. And you had to adapt to, you know, like, not offending anyone or... Yeah. just being careful in conversation and everything um something but, we could take so
0: lightly yeah. it may be like a big deal over there but like no yeah. you don't know. Uh, you don't walk into the room and sit down first you wait till the guest the main man of the house sits then you sit something uh, yeah. weird still. So i don't know if that's even huh? like in russia i totally made that up <laughs> but i'm just saying just things like that you, you just don't know yes. you know like you know honestly sometimes when you go to some people's homes like if there's like the man's chair and someone goes oh. in the man chair like it's like everyone mm-hmm. stares at you you can't <laughs> get out of that chair you know but in, in, I'm just saying like there's things like in culture wise like you gotta be aware of you know yeah
1: and, uh, over there
3: it was more of just like you don't just randomly walk up to a person with a big smile on your face and like introduce yourself and uh, it's more like they're very business minded they're to themselves if they don't know you through somebody else or some kind of connection, like you have no business <laughs> really talking to them. That's crazy. <laughs> so, just walking down the street and even just like smiling, they know that you're American. <laughs> they'll, they'll literally say, oh, like, that's an American, because they're like smiles. And, Top of the morning, you. Yes. <laughs> so, they point me and, out there so hard. <laughs> uh, now they're kind of modernizing, especially like the younger generation but when I was going it was still kind of that very stern mm-hmm.
0: serious personality so, so being raised in the missionary home and getting married you're like oh man I get to settle go to a <laughs> local church we're gonna have a great time and then hey guess what <laughs> <laughs> I have this burden for Mexico <laughs> so how did that come about like did you know I, I know I, I kind of know a little bit of it but can you guys share how did that burden come about? I...
2: Um, I'm trying to think I would probably say we were still in the old building in Rialto um, and Bishop was either preaching or making a, a statement towards the church and he simply mentioned some somewhere in these words that within this church, there will be a lot of a lot of young people that are gonna start up daughter works throughout the inland empire, and there'll be a, um, also missionaries coming out from these from this local church. At the moment, he said that um, I was actually uh, a cadet for that night, and I, like my wife said, um, not all the time do you really hear an audible voice from God, but in that very moment after he said those words, I strongly felt from God that he basically said, and you're one of those, or you're one of them. And I just, when I felt that, I simply just pulled on to it, I prayed about it, you know, Kind of just put it in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Just let it be. If it happens, it's going to happen in Jesus' name. Yeah. And well, with time, we'll just see what God was doing. And there was a time back in 2010 that we came to Ensenada, Mexico, which actually we've been coming out here since I was a kid back in the late 90s. But in 2010, um, It was before that I even met my wife. Um, We were doing Bible studies out here. We had the opportunity from a minister that was coming out here doing the Bible studies. Who were you doing the Bible studies with, like you and your family? Me and my family. Okay. And uh, a minister that used to be at our church. Sadly, he's no longer living for God. Um, But we were doing Bible studies in my grandparents' house. Um, And from those Bible studies, one of my cousins wanted to get baptized and we took him to the ocean here in Ensenada, Mexico, and we baptized him in Jesus' name. At that time, I was about um, 22, 23 years of age. And since then, I had a desire. And with time, it started building up from a desire to a burden. A burden you cannot shake off. Mm -hmm. A burden you just cannot just go to sleep mm-hmm. um, it really mm-hmm. started pulling and then 2016 um, just we started coming out here Jericho's first time um, and then when we really started feeling it strong is right before uh, like about 2019 or so We really, really started feeling a calling, especially myself, but obviously, um, us being one through marriage, um, obviously, she started also feeling a strong burden for the people out here in Mexico, Um, and even though we were so very busy with Bible studies and doing the, helping out with uh, the Spanish work with Pastor Brown there in Rialto and being in leadership under our pastor, Pastor Booker. I mean, we were so involved, and then we really started feeling much more of a burden and calling to start something out here in Ensenada, Mexico. Um, so that was pretty much, I, I would say, just
0: a short, brief yeah. explanation you, of where of the calling. Came from. Now, you, Jerika, I mean, what, as a, wife now to a man that's feeling this what do you pray how do you deal with that like mean, do, do you just say okay I trust you and go or I mean what what did what was your response I mean I mean obviously I'm talking like like spiritually like the prayer the fasting the you getting the burden you know also like I mean, how do you go about that
3: well to be honest uh even throughout my teenage years, I have always felt a pull towards the um, Hispanic culture, Um, and I even mentioned uh, to my nana, my grandma, that I believe that I'm going to end up marrying a Mexican man, and I always felt that it was going to be someone in ministry Um, and it happened that way, but as far as uh, me developing a burden for um, Mexico, um, the way I see it or put it, um, I'm just 100% supportive of Whatever my husband feels to do, I'm not saying that it's not my burden. It is my burden, um, but I'm just willing to follow whatever is um, his call, our calling. But um, it's it it's just literally just subjecting under the headship to me is how I view it
0: um no and that's really good because you know you, you're saying you're just subjecting but at the same time you have a burden yes you know because we could you know be that subjection if we don't get that burden and that desire at the same time it becomes resentment yes exactly. you know and and we don't want that even as men we don't want that on our wives. yes there's a really loud water ma- machine in the background. <laughs> Sorry, we're keeping the kids occupied too. So, no, but the, the what I was saying right there was, you know, when we're, you know, you guys are just following, you're leading. Or, you know, we're, we're trying, as men, we're trying to lead our home and follow the, the call of God on our lives. And, you know, and Kim's the same way, you know, trying to just be subjected. But at the same time, we don't want to become resentment, you know. Yes. And I think that's when God begins to deal with that. he puts a burden. Like what you said, he'll put a burden, a burden also on our wives mm-hmm. that can't be shook. Yeah. You know, they have the same desire, you know, like get involved in bus ministry. Kim, she, she followed me. You're like, yeah, you know, it, it, it began, it began to, you know, hit me, God dealt with me in a in a seminar about it. Um, she didn't come to me saying, say, hey, God with me about bus ministry and a seminar. I came to her. Mm-hmm. I told her about it. I started jumping on board and then we started, you know, things just started planning out while well, now, like, there's women in our bus ministry that ride our buses that can like, she can't, like, she has a burden for them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and God deals with it like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, same thing with children's ministry, you know, it, it, I guess children's ministry was approached at the same time, but as, you know, just as the burden begins to fall on heavy on one person it like God kind of puts it on as a core as a group. Yes. Yeah. So so that's I think the-
1: that was really cool if I can just make a comment. I heard a story years ago now and this is like the impact it had on me because I felt like I was so confused about it. Um there was a young minister's wife who spoke at just like a small uh gathering for some of the girls in the church and she made a statement to them that said once her husband told her his burden she kind of knew from there like "Oh, okay this is what we're gonna do
3: yeah
1: and jumped on board that way and I somebody had made a comment um following that that was wrong and that if it's their burden she would have gotten basically the call as well mm-hmm. and so I, I I think it's so interesting because it was a young girl unmarried you know and that dynamic of being submissive to your husband is going to give you that burden you're one yeah. like his sure. burden his headship is what you're going to follow and feel mm-hmm. and it's going to trickle down i think that's so important because like as women we need to do that yeah you know you don't and, and sometimes you do but you don't necessarily have to Mm -hmm. like your job isn't to find the burden and present the burden like your job is to follow and to be submissive and i think that was a really good point for young women to understand that yeah
0: Yeah. i'm not saying a wife can't have her own burden either she Mm can't you know but it's just you know in this situation right now you know it was a burden that fell on Reuben. but god since your teenage years have been working on you mm-hmm. to prepare you for this moment. Yeah,
3: and I think what made it kind of easier for me is the fact that um, my family is very uh, evangelistical and uh, done mission work, so I was already used to that, you know, following after my dad, you know, helping, doing whatever I can uh through his burden for his work and uh, some for some women you know that are raised in one spot uh, like let's say they've been born and raised in one church and they're founded in that church and that specific location sometimes it can be more difficult for them because they're very home-bodied and Mm -hmm. uh they just don't want to move out of that comfort zone yeah but for me like i was so used to being moved around and going Mm -hmm. places and
0: you know and and that's why like a lot of times as we begin to get older Mm -hmm. and god begins to use us we could look back at those teenage years and go oh that's why. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. that's why I went through that. You know, mm. like, you start to look back at things and you get, you know, if I could just encourage those young people now, if there's anyone listening to this podcast that's a young person and maybe trying to figure out life, just trust God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep praying, keep doing it, you know, and just, He will direct your paths. We don't know what it's going to be at the end, but as long as you keep your hands and you keep walking in His steps, it will make sense at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing is that, when a, a young minister may look at, let's say an upcoming minister, it may look at Brother Reuben and say, man, he made it. He's a missionary. Man, I want to be a missionary too. Mm-hmm. So they may be like, all right, where can I? what mission field can I start to tomorrow? Well, that's a bad way to look at it. If you're looking at it like that, you just missed something that he said. He was teaching Bible studies before. You yeah. guys were out. You were you were available to pass the book or to just lock the doors. Hey, make sure the church is locked up. You know, you, there were so many things that, that was, you're, the will of God at that moment was for you to lock the doors, teach Bible studies, be available. You were a cadet, which means the cadet program you were in back then, you were there oh, five days so, a week, right? It was actually six I mean, six
2: days, but then you also have Sundays. So you ended up being basically every single day. You were every single
0: day for four hours. Submitted and busy for a year, mm-hmm. right? i remember when they first did it and it was it was a lot but it was good yep. it was good a, a lot <laughs> so you know and things like that you know and the main thing is your burden for bible say are burden for souls it was on the local level so when it went to the missionary field like you just carry that with you mm-hmm. you know so i want to encourage young people who who may think like man i think one day i may be a missionary because of xyz whatever's going on through their head that they're feeling or in their heart or whatever like hey like be involved today, though. Get a, a desire and a burden for souls today. Start teaching Bible studies. Start reaching out. When uh, there's outreach, if it's right now, our church we divided it in groups. It's in group. It's for you know whatever group is that week. You should be there, and you should even trying to be there more. Cause Pastor's still there every single Sunday, no matter what it is. You know, like he's there you know for the for the, the phone call one like he's always there and our pastor shouldn't be the only one doing outreach we should yeah. Yeah. And you know it's one thing that has really impressed me being here in Mexico um Ruben is inviting people all the time to church I don't understand it but when I see a church card come out and you're handing it to someone his desire and I, I remember I was standing there this is actually this is a thought that ran through my mind when I was standing at the we were ordering some chicken today which by the way was woo, very good um it was like a very good mom boil (laughs) so um i was standing there and you just talked about you invited just someone at the candy store or the supermarket Mm -hmm. you invited someone and you're telling me hey i just met this lady and you're talking to this the guy who works the chicken stand i don't know if you guys are talking about church or what i have no idea you might have mentioned the church Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. actually i was
2: talking to him about church i thought so i I was gonna go ahead and purchase 10 more chickens for like a a, uh, what was it like um, Thanksgiving night we were going to have out here
0: well you're, you're talking about church with him yeah. and you know the guy obviously knows your pastor but I remember I was standing there and I was and I looked at your feet and I, I was just thinking I was like God wherever these feet go he's taking dominion when you're going out and you're taking steps and you're inviting people you're taking dominion in this area So then I, I remember just thinking that because that's been church preached about so. a lot in our church and I remember just thinking that I was like man He's doing what like preachers are like go take the man, go out there knock the doors and fight people. I remember sometimes in my local place you just you're in a hurry. You know, I'm at home, I want to go to the store, I want to get this blah blah blah. blah. Man, but you got to carry those church, you cars have those in your church pocket, cards, church cards as possible. Carry know. that ammo. But mm-hmm. you have, but that all bled over from a burden that you had at, at the local home church in Rialto. And I bled over so I remember just, I remember I looked at your shoes, they were brown shoes that you wore today. That's the only reason why I know because I was looking at your feet. I said, God, like everywhere these feet go, he's taking dominion in Jesus' name. So I mean, and I believe it, we're going to see, we're going to come back to Mexico and be like, it's going to be, revival's coming, revival's coming, you know, but you guys have this shared burning and it's beautiful and because of it, you guys are both putting in the effort, you guys are both putting in the time, you guys are seeing revival. You guys, I mean, today we had two people get the Holy Ghost today. You guys have had baptized a few already. You guys had, it was 30 people in attendance today. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that, those are outstanding numbers for only being here full like a year, two years. We've basically been here. I mean, we started doing
2: Bible studies in 2019. Um the year 2020 that obviously nobody wants to talk about that year 2020 vision it was hard um you know what it was still it, it still had to be a 2020 vision even though with everything that was going on that it was very hard to even see through um that year i would admit that no we did not come out here as what we desired to to come mm-hmm. but then in 2000 and um 2021 excuse me um, we, I, st- I came out here one time just kind of see how everything's going and from then on um, it's been about a year and a half that I would have to say we've been coming out here more like full time okay, having wow. church um, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights and just recently a couple months ago we started doing also Bible studies on Tuesdays
0: man that's awesome I mean like it's, it's growing fast and he At this rate, we'll be at 100 in, an, in a year. You know, in I Jesus remember uh, so.
1: speaking of 2020, uh, Ruben made a comment because he couldn't get out here. And he was getting like really restless about it and about how crazy they were being at the border. And, you know, just letting people in and out and all of that. Everyone knows 2020. Um, but I remember he said, he made a comment. And like we talked about it and it was like the most beautiful comment you could make. But he was like, I feel like I'm late. He's like, I should have been there yesterday. Like when you were finally getting out here and he was like, I feel like I'm late, you know? And that's just like the ups and downs of no one knew 2020 was going to happen like that, you know? But I remember him saying that and I felt like it just showed so much of how much his desire was to be here. Mm-hmm. And you could even, you can tell like he was so restless over it. Like, but he's like, I feel like I'm late. Yeah. Like I, I should have already been out there. It was it was crazy Yeah, and actually, actually
2: that year they were not allowing from what I understand um, from another brother from the church um, brother Calindo um, they were not allowing anybody that was a resident if you were not a resident you couldn't be able to come to the city and at that time I didn't have my Mexican ID um, now thankfully I'm dual citizen which allows me to do a whole lot more out here too <laughs> Um, but at that time, I wasn't really able to come out here. They weren't going to let me. So it was very, very difficult yeah. to be out there in California, which we were having a good church, but I know my calling was out here.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, there's something I like to do whenever it comes to, like, wrapping up the podcast is, like, try to, if there's something you could encourage, maybe a, a younger couple or a younger you like you know a younger young minister a younger young lady whatever however you want to do it what would you say? what would you say to any? I mean it could be uh, however you want to do it let's start with you brother Ruben (laughs) I guess a lot of times you kind of want to think of
2: think ahead of time (laughs) kind of have your notes and give some uh, very profound thought and encourage the young people I'll say this i was a young person if i was able to do it you can too um, i had my challenges and guess what i still have challenges today um, but does not mean that you cannot overcome those battles um, because as long as you put god on your side god will put you on his side um, stay busy stay involved in church you want to make it a heaven you want to be saved just keep yourself busy. I remember anytime that that cadet program came up, um, that was another part that God also remember letting me know that it was something for me to get involved. Um, just simply, I was praying, God, if you can use anything, you can use me. Yeah. The opportunity to be used was there, and I was kind of hesitant. I, I feel like I'm not ready. I don't have a job. I just got laid off. I don't even have a car, how am I going to go and be part of this cadet program? And it came so point, God, once again, just let in my heart. Um, then, when will be the day you will get yourself busy for the kingdom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, just get yourself involved, anything, anything. Don't think of just uh, trying to get what kind of title you could get. But even as sim- simple as locking up the church. Being a doorkeeper, I mean helping out and cleaning the church, yeah. outreach, Bible studies. If you're yes. feeling inclined to be in the ministry, um, God, when God called me to the ministry, it was more like a, a little here, a little there, and you always feel like you're not qualified. But if God is calling you, it's for a purpose. Yep. Um, and there's so much I would love to say, but I would just say love God to the fullest, and God wants to use you no matter what age you're in. Yeah. Maybe you still have breath in your life. You know, Amen. God wants to use you. Amen. Amen. Jericho.
3: Um, if I could encourage the youth, um, I would, I would say, mm-hmm. never put yourself in a box. Um, always be open to any door that God, God. Um, wants to open in your life. Never get fixated in just one spot. Uh, always be open to um, to fill out things. Uh, try different things. Get yourself out of your comfort zone. Uh, because one day, like for me, myself, I'm very introverted. Um, and I think, like like I said, with the traveling and stuff with my family, it has helped me some. But um, even today, I can find myself uh, trapping myself uh, from like really speaking out to people or whatever, and it's something that I'm uh, having to train myself. Uh, to do being a pastor's wife it's very important to be communi- communicative with uh, with people um, so I would say if you feel like an, you have like a certain insecurity like let's say you're introverted do your best while you're a young person to break that and um, I'm not saying that you would be able to do it fully, like...
0: Just like God.
3: Yes. um, But just put... Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. um, And you'll find that once you reach adulthood, you know, it... You doing that to yourself, like, you'll think about it now and be like... uh, beating myself up or or I'm I'm forcing myself too much but when you're when you're older you'll thank yourself (laughs) really to be honest because like in like now uh, sometimes I beat myself up because I didn't challenge myself enough Um, I always relied on everybody else to be the conversator or to uh, witness to someone or a lot whatever. of
0: whatever a lot of times as a teenager we could hide. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't you know, let's not hide behind someone, let's yes, step out. Exactly. You know, get but putting yourself out there it helps equip you. You know, it helps equip it equips you for when you have that spontaneous Bible study that you know that's that on the you know, you're on the street, you do it real quick, you know, hey I'd like to invite you, you know, you know, you put yourself out there, and you watch people, and you just pitch yourself around good people, and you mirror them, yeah, and you just do exactly what they're doing. That's why it's so important. So. I feel
1: like that could even touch with newlyweds or young moms as well. Yeah. Don't don't limit yourself. Yeah. Don't put yourself in that box. Oh, I can't do it. I have the kids. Exactly. Um, the Overflow podcast we're very big on doing things with children.
0: With children. Um,
1: because you can. Mm-hmm. I mean. Ruben I Jerica see. travel from the United States to Mexico. Oh, good, She's good. pregnant. They have a son already. So don't let that stop you. Yeah. If you're just having kids, if you're trying to get in the rhythm of having kids and being with kids, um, well, all that's possible.
0: No better beautiful time than doing this with Malachi right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: being involved, you know, and then the one on the yeah. way. Like it's the best time. This is all he's going to know. Mm -hmm. Just being involved, doing the work of God. And and seeing him play the drum today. (laughs) You know, like that thing and stuff like that is so interesting and so neat to see. So, all right, well, we're going to wrap up unless you guys have anything else to say. I actually
2: have one real quick um, thought. Simply that that I remember that in the old building, there used to be, and I'm sure Rialto um, church members will. Uh, I know you probably remember saying. There's, a, there used to be a sign above the door yeah. in the lobby that would say entering into the mission field yeah. and I remember me just simply praying and just looking at that after prayer and when I was about to walk out it just hit me like I mean I've seen it before but it was just one time I could remember and it just hit me yeah. a lot of times you don't have to go out into the mission field but I mean if a God calls you I mean God calls you but simply just every time you even exit out of your your door out of your house mm-hmm. you're entering into the mission field. Yep. Go ahead and connect with somebody. Cuz yeah. it's it's time for revival.
0: Yeah, yes. So, we're going to wrap up, but we got to do something because we're in Mexico. You got to wrap it up in Spanish. You got to say something like, I don't know, just say like God bless you, have a great day. You got to say something like in Spanish. <laughs> Come on, brother Ruben.
2: Dios los bendiga, hermanos. Es un placer tenerlos aquí hoy en esta noche. Um, Dios quiera que Dios se mueva en las vidas de ustedes. Estamos orando por cada uno de ustedes. Y yo sé que ustedes están orando por nosotros. Los queremos mucho. Y la familia Farfán está aquí para ustedes.
0: En el nombre de Cristo. Amen. 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 All right. Well, you guys, God bless. You guys have a great day.